The first reading is from Exodus chapter 13. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was nearer. For God thought, if the people face war, they may change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt prepared for battle. The Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way, and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light, so that they might travel by day and by night. The second reading is from John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The third reading is from Matthew chapter 2. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, 
bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Here ends the readings. Today I want to share a poem with you written by Julie McGinnis. It is entitled, Reflections on Life's Roads. Some people travel in straight lines, sat in metal boxes, eyes ahead, always mindful of their target, moving in obedience to colored lights and white lines, mission accomplished at journey's end. Some people travel round in circles, trudging in drudgery, eyes looking down, knowing only too well their daily unchanging round, moving in response to clock and habit, journey never finished yet never begun. I want to travel in patterns of God's making, walking in wonder, gazing all around, knowing my destiny, though not my destination, moving to the rhythm of the surging of his spirit, a journey when life ends in Christ has just begun. Julie McGinnis is a Church of Scotland minister, and she writes a blog. Doesn't almost everyone? Not me. Her poem speaks to me about the journeys that we all go through in life, the twists and turns. She invites her listeners to reflect on their own life. Do I travel down straight lines or round and round in circles? And she invites you to probe even further. Am I the kind of person who moves in obedience to colored lights and white lines are in response to clock and habit? Are my eyes looking ahead, mindful of the target? Are my feet trudging in drudgery, eyes looking down? Now, none of us can reduce to one style or the other. We're, We're complicated as creatures. 
Yet Julie's words capture for me a picture of the human condition as we respond to all that happens to us in life, both the gentle and the sublime, sublime as well as the trying and the trudgery. I'm the kind of person who likes to make plans and have the plans stay put. So when change comes, as it surely will, I struggle. Sometimes that struggle manifests it with a little bit of pouting on my part. Sometimes I become very quiet and reflective, eyes looking down, kind of getting in touch with my inner disappointment. And when I'm at my best, i.e. well-rested, I think about what the opportunity and the transition may provide. What new thing can happen because the old thing has changed, I ask myself. But I'm not always at my best. And I confess to you, though, that I've learned that, at least for me, God speaks to me through the changes that come my way, through the twists and turns of life. But hearing God speak, sometimes it takes me months or years to figure out what God was communicating through that change. I'm a slow learner. God isn't finished with me yet. So I take comfort in these words from Matthew's gospel about these wise sages coming from the east, ascertaining the signs of what that star might mean as they journey forward. Something new is happening. They observe attentively. They stay alert, looking for signs. They wonder what it means. They ask questions, looking for insight. And when they finally arrive at that place that might just be their destination, they're filled with overwhelming joy. But it's that last verse of Matthew's gospel that has been rumbling around for me this past decade. Having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, the wise men left for their own country by another road. By another road. They're going in one direction when a new word and a messenger from God in a dream prompts them to turn and twist towards another path. I admire these sages for both their nimbleness and their paying attention. They're not eyes straight ahead and sitting in metal boxes, nor are they moving in response to clock and habit. They're alert. They look for significance in what is happening in their lives. And maybe even they expect obstacles and dead ends Maybe they're not surprised at all when they're warned in that dream to travel by another road. These are life lessons I need to follow as I learn to follow the pattern of God's making, 
Journeys are full of twists and turns. The safest and the shortest route from here to there is not always the best one for me to take, although it might be awfully convenient. There's going to be roadblocks that come my way. Sometimes those roadblocks are decisions that I've made or, or somebody else has made that means that I can't go much further down this path. And there are detours that prompt me to look in new vistas. And if I look out, my eyes lifting up, I can see you, companions on the journey. And if I look downward, sometime I can see that well-worn path that other shoes have blade, and I can rely on their ancient wisdom. But the best news for me on the journey is that I do not travel alone. Even though I may know my destiny but not my destination, I can trust that God is more than present and accounted for. I think this is the wisdom of that story about that pillar of fire at night and the pillar of cloud by day that leads the ancient Hebraic people. And this surely is the deep wisdom of the Gospel writer John when he talks about the Word made flesh and dwelling among us, that vision of Jesus who pitches his tent and encamps right beside us. Both are telling me, and, and maybe you too, that God is in the midst of every twist and turn, pilgriming with us, accompanying us. Perhaps Wendell Berry's advice would be well to take. Be like the fox, who makes more tracks than necessary and often in the wrong direction. Practice resurrection. Some of you may be in the season of life where, boy, those twists and terms are just front and center. Our youngest son is in that wild and crazy place trying to figure out what next after CLU. Our office is in that place as we are seeking to hire a new administrative assistant, and we just thought we had already done that. I'm in that place as I care for my 89-year-old mother, and not a weekend goes by where I don't wonder if at the end of it I'll be back at Los Robles. And today, Scott is celebrating a birthday, and, and at our age, that's kind of a transition, too. <laughs> what will the year bring? I don't know your twists and turns, but I suspect you are in the midst of them. May you keep alert. Look for significance in what is happening to you. And know that you're not traveling alone. Stop. Listen. God, who has begun this journey with you, will be faithful to the end, even when you don't know where that end will end up. I'd like to po uh, close today with a poem written on a monastery wall in Mallorca, and it's titled, Out. Set out, you were born for the road. Set out, you have a meeting to keep. Where, with whom, perhaps with yourself. Set out, your steps will be your words. 
The road, your song. The weariness, your prayers. And at the end, the silence will speak to you. Set out, alone or with others, but get out of yourself. You have created rivals. You will find companions. You envision enemies. You will find brothers and sisters. Set out, your head does not know where your feet are leading your heart. Set out, you were born for the road, the pilgrim's road. Someone is coming to meet you, is seeking you. In the shrine at the end of the road, he is your peace, he is your joy. Go, God already walks with you. Amen.